There goes the red button again. All right. Well, welcome back. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. And we're glad you're with us. Uh, we're going to be looking into the book of Mark, right? Yes, sir. All right. At chapter 11. And uh, where do you... Mark, Mark 14, actually. Is it 14? Mark okay. 14. My writing is not as good as it could be. My memory isn't as good. <laughs> oh, you were going, you were skipping ahead. Oh, oh there you go, because I knew I read Mark 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So Mark 14. Yeah, 1 through, or no, 3 through 9. Okay. I'll go ahead and read that one. Okay. If it's all right with you. Yeah. And uh, starting at Mark 14 at verse 3. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do good to them. But me, you do not have always. She has always done, she has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. And it just happened and, again. And there we have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's a chill day? It does actually. <laughs> so the first thing, John, that I I went down a rabbit hole on this because of this person, Simon the leper, and I'm like, who is that? And uh, I want to look over in the account in John chapter 12, and uh, or the same account as that. Okay, so this will be what they called a parallel. Right, John? Is that what that's called? Okay, so. Yeah, so here's the parallel passage. It says, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead, there they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with them. And then Mary took a pound of costly oil, spiked her, and wiped the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? So we find a little more detail in here. Mm -hmm. This he said not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he had the money box. And he used to take what was put in it. And Jesus said, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but for me, but me you do not. But but me you do not have always. So here's my question as I've pondered this. So in the account, um, in Mark it says they were at the house of Simon the leper. Mm-hmm. So here's what I, I've come to the conclusion that Simon, this Simon is either one of two people. Mm -hmm. He's either the father of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Because here in uh, Mark, uh, it says they're at his house. And over in John, 
it seems like Lazarus, that's where he's at, too. Mm-hmm. It seems that way. That's some pretty good uh, connecting the dots there. Or, it's at Judas Iscariot's father's house. Because it says Judas Iscariot, Simon's son. Hmm. I'm not sure either way, and I'm not sure yeah. what matters. No, probably not. <laughs> it's, a, it's something I never thought about. It's, it's one of those, I call it amazing, but it's one of those times where you, you come across something and you've read that how many times? Yeah, exactly. And, and that never crossed my mind. I went down a bit of a rabbit hole on the Spike Nerd thing. What? To figure, <laughs> well, and, tell and, and that's a, uh, that's a, a costly oil, as it says in the scriptures, but it's from Asia. It's from India in the Nepal area, and it's okay. from a, a fragrant plant that grows that grows off in the up in the mountains. And it's there. called spike nard. Yeah, or sometimes just called nard. Nard. Okay. And um, and but it you know coming coming from quite a distance away. Yeah. You know that would be that would be something that is that is uh, uh, very costly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and um, and the other thing that you notice in here, and, and I don't know if it matters, and maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, but it says in here that in, in Mark that she broke the flask and poured it on his head. And then over here in John, took a pound of, in verse 12, verse 3, that, that Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. Well, so that's an here's interesting. What I, here's what I would say. <laughs> Both things are true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, so, so this is as uh, who's that guy that used to say? And now here's the rest of the story. Oh, uh, Paul Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so you put the two together, and then yeah. you have, you get a bigger picture. A there. bigger picture of what went on. Yeah, yeah. And like in in the accounting of Mark, you know, it says that you know that there were some there that criticized her sharply for doing this. And who do we find out that was? Oh, it was Judas. And, yeah. and I find it's interesting in that account. They said, you know, it's because he was a thief. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously the apostles knew this. Right. And um, and we don't want to uh, perhaps get too far into uh, politics, but in, in, current, in the current scenario of world politics, who is it that complains the most about monies being spent here or there for the, you know, that the government would spend money. It's, it's, it's in often cases, probably the people that are yeah. got their hand in the pot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and no, nothing has changed. No, yeah. no, nothing at all. <laughs> you know what's funny is, like, uh, it's, it's like you watch politics, when you see somebody, like, some group, and they're complaining about whatever it is, some ill that's been done, Mm-hmm. And then, like, three months later, you find out, oh, they they were doing that. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, how does this, how does this happen? Uh, you could, it, it's almost a hard, fast rule. <laughs> it seems that way. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I, I, you know, to where you'll have, like, some politician who claims to be, oh, this upright, perfect person. You find out, oh, yeah, well, he's having an affair with 18 right. women and blah, blah, blah. So, And that's the... You know, the, the lesson from that is don't put all your faith in men. Yeah, and, darn right. And and then uh, if you put it, put your faith in Christ, yeah, you'll never be disappointed. Well, yeah. And but but yeah, when we uh, we get ourselves wrapped up in in uh, 
And in, in, in putting all of our hope in some government official. Yeah, if you're looking for virtue, yeah. mankind is not the place to be looking, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And that's like a big thing at this moment in time, this idea of who is the most virtuous. And, you know, I got news. No yeah. one is. And then, you know, to, to go a little bit further, further um, in verse 7 of Mark 14, it says, For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. Yeah. And that speaks, I, I saw just recently, just was reading an article written by a gospel preacher that, that brought this verse out and, and was pointing it to, you know, current events of any time. Yeah. And, and there's always that desire to help the poor. And one of the things that strikes me is you'll always have the poor yeah. with you. I mean, yeah. there's always going to be those that are downtrodden. Yeah. And we should never stop, you know, helping right. uh, w when we can. But we need to, uh, we need to realize that it, it's not likely that we're going to completely wipe that yeah. well, poverty you know, off the planet. You always hear about, oh, the war on poverty right. and the war on drugs. Oh, those are two wars we should stop fighting. Right. <laughs> because they're never going to be won. Right. Rather than fighting them, we, we need to figure out ways to deal with these things that are always going to be here. Right. And, 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 and when you boil it all down, all of those things, um, well, especially drugs, yeah. poverty, but drugs uh, and substance abuse and so on, all those things come down to a heart problem. No, they do. Absolutely. You know, and, and to certain degrees... Uh, you can you can tie the poverty in there too because many times it's a heart problem that causes people to make decisions in their lives that later oh yeah, yeah. put them in the quote unquote poorhouse yeah a lot of times people you know I mean drugs are expensive exactly alcohol's yeah. expensive you know whatever whatever thing that you're into costs mm -hmm. money yeah and uh, you know and that. You know, it shows up in, uh, you know, you can see your fam the families of these people paying for that yeah. problem. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, we're never going to get rid of poverty. We're never going to get rid of uh, people uh, with substance problems. Right. And and you know, that's not to diminish them whatsoever. No. We're, we're not saying you shouldn't help. And, in fact, it says right here in the scriptures, uh, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. Yeah. And, and that's... The, as individuals, we we have that ability. Yeah. And really, we should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they're always going to be with us. Right. There's, there's no getting rid of it. And it, and it lines up with, uh, it lines up with what we find in, you know, the purpose of the church. Yep. That the purpose of the church is not to wipe poverty off of the planet. No, it's to get people to heaven. Right. I mean, it's, it's that what, simple. It's what it's designed <laughs> to do. Right. And it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, it's funny, Jesus here in verse 6, he says, uh, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's kind of condemned, you know, those that criticize him, he's, he's, this is, that's pretty sharp. Mm -hmm. He's kind of condemning them. Um, you know, she's done this good thing, and you're complaining about it. Right. And then he goes on to talk about that she's anointing his body for burial. Yeah. And that's that's pretty heavy. Right. Um, certainly, you know, Jesus 
we pointed out before, Jesus knew what was going to happen to him. Yeah, and those that were with him, you know, they're, they're still under this, you know, even right up to the end there, are they not still under this uh, assumption that the, the kingdom is going to be somewhat of a, of, a, of a physical place? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that those, those words, it should be another light going off. Yeah, and we're kind of heading right here as we're, you know, we're going through this study, but we're heading into like the last week mm-hmm. of Jesus' life. Yeah. Which, by the way, takes up quite a bit of the New Testament, you know, quite a bit of the Gospels, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really about that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we've we've come to the end, it would seem. So, and, it, and like I said, we, it, in the end it says that wherever wherever this Gospel is preached in the whole world, that this, what this woman has done will be told as a morator. And, and, you know, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I read, read that, I'm yeah. like, yep. Yep, we're still we're still talking about through it. all of the all of the historical uh, happenings that where people tried to do away with the scriptures. Yes, and uh, and and here it is. Well, now we're going to go backwards. Okay, to Mark eleven, and it's one through thirty three. Let me see here. We're just going to read through. We're we going to read through here. How about 11? Uh, I'll read that. <clears throat> now when they drew near Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord is need of it, and immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door outside in the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing, loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded, so they let them go. And then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw clothes on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on a road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he looked around at all these things, as the hour was already late, he went into Bethany with the twelve. Sounds like quite a bit of commotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think of... Uh, you think the clothes fit that donkey? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I've found that animals aren't real particular about clothes. No. It seems. In fact, they, they put up kind of, kind of a fight when you oh, yeah. put it on them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we find this where, where he goes and he... he Basically, he has this foreknowledge that there's going to be this cult there. Mm-hmm. Now, it's kind of like saying, uh, go up the road and you're going to see this uh, brand new Corvette. Right. Maybe a cult's not a Corvette, but you're going to see this thing and you're going to get it. And, and when somebody says, hey, don't take that, you say, you know what? The Lord has need of it. And they're going to let you go. That, that sounds like that wouldn't normally work. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we, we are probably going to get to it here. 
yet tonight, but there's a, a statement in here. Uh, it's not in what we just read that says that the that, that was to fulfill a prophecy. Oh, it was yeah. one. Well, it, somewhere it was. When we, I thought I thought we read. Did we that. just read that? Um, I don't see it in there, but no, I think it. I think but it I know what prophecy yeah. it was. It's a Zechariah nine nine, because I did write that down, and uh, Zechariah chapter nine, and a verse nine says. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Now, this is written like, what, 400 years before. Mm -hmm. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly, and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So, Jesus did this thing to fulfill this prophecy. Right. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, and what was a donkey? You know, it was uh, it was a not not a very stately animal. No, not normal. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was a uh, you know kind of a beast of, of burden. Yeah, of work. And, and there's there's just all kinds of uh, symbolism that you can that you can see in there that you know Christ is uh, is coming in and 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 he's he's been the he's been at the end of of their uh, fingers as they point and. And yeah. laugh at him and make fun of him the whole time through his life, and yet here he's 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 really showing the powers that be there, you know that uh, yeah, you go ahead and go ahead and make fun, but yeah, you know even though I'm on this lowly beast and you think that I'm lowly, uh, you know that there, there'll come a time where you'll be sorry. Yeah, we could definitely tell that men didn't write the Bible. Yeah, because if I was writing this, he'd be riding in on a stallion. Right. Yeah, you know? and and that and that plays out with, you know, his contemporaries there and how they thought of, you know, their king. Yeah, absolutely. Now they now they, they put clothes on it and he sat on it and then they spread branches and they put their clothes in the road and I can't help but think of like, you know, like, you know, you have these events where they roll out the red carpet mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. king's coming down and they put down some kind of carpet for him to walk on. Right, and uh, it seems like it's that that same kind of scene, mm -hmm. except these are poor people. They don't have a car; they just they're doing yeah. what they have. Right. You know? He says, "Hosanna." What's that mean? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I will come close to remembering. I wrote down. I looked up some definitions. It, it says, uh, "Save, rescue, savior." Okay, those are those are the words that would mean the same thing. Savior is what I've heard in the past. Savior. Now that you refresh my memory. Yeah, so, and they, I wonder, did, did they do this um, on their own accord, or is this inspired that they did this? Yeah, gee. I don't know. I mean, it's just people that have their, their right, uh, the right heart, and realize who he is. Yeah. Um, I guess we just won't know if, yeah. if they were put up to it by the... <laughs> yeah. In a way, you know, if they had learned about Christ and listened to his words, you know, that's... The word is of the Spirit. Yeah. So indirectly. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So, but 
they knew he was, they said, blessed is, is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. And it says, and Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he looked around at all the things, the hour was already late. He went to Bethany with the twelve. So he comes into Jerusalem late in the day. And uh, so he ends up going back to, to Bethany, which is where Mary, Martha, and um, uh, Lazarus live. Seems like that was kind of his home base. Yeah, and it seems like they had almost like adopted him into their family, and right, you know, uh, definitely when Lazarus died, you know, it says Jesus wept. You right. know, we, we talked about that earlier. So, um, we continue on here in verse. How are we doing on time here? Oh, we got about ten minutes here. Verse twelve. Verse twelve to uh, fourteen. Okay. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany. He was hungry, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Ah, he seems like he's a little harsh on this fig tree. It wasn't yeah. even the time of figs had... Right. right. Fig trees have figs. <laughs> right. Why did he, so he obviously did this for a purpose. Mm -hmm. What do you think the purpose was? Well, I mean, a little bit later on here, it does, it does sort of uh, speak a little bit more. Um, In verse 20, I think it was 20. Yeah. 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 And so we'll get to that in a minute, but, but you know, it's, um, I suppose in one in one way, you know, the, the what, what good is a tree if it doesn't bring forth fruit? Well, true, you know, for you. But but again, it wasn't its season. But yeah. uh, in the presence of uh, in the presence of his disciples, he wanted to show them that they needed to be fruitful for the kingdom, or he would have the power to yeah. gather them away. To... Yeah, I, I I've heard it taught. I I think he just I think he did this thing to talk about faith. Mm -hmm. You know, true, because it does go on and speak about yeah. moving the mountains. And I've heard it applied to this, oh, this idea of being fruitful, and I guess it could, but I don't think the context allows, even yeah. though that's a right thought. I don't, yeah, I don't know if the context says that's why he did. And, this. and I think when you when you add to it the the, the issue or not issue, but when when you see that they begin to speak about the faith of moving mountains, yes, then um, then yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he comes to Jerusalem here. Uh, I'll read 15 through 19. It says, So they came to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. And he taught, saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves? And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. And evening had come, he went out of the city. Listen, all of you big mega churches with subway restaurants in your right. church, read this. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and we are talking about a temple, and we're talking about a time under the old covenant. Yeah. But nonetheless, what? What what is the temple now? You know what what are what is the in this dispensation of time and under this covenant what 
what uh, what what's the comparable thing to the, to the temple? The temple, well, the Christian, but but yeah. the, the the local church would the, be. And it's the church. It's and the yeah. church is more than the building. It's the people, the people. in the building, and, yeah. the, and the people that gave their money. Right. Yeah, and so <laughs> you know the, the church coming together has a purpose, and it's not to make money. Yes. It's not. It's not a business venture. It's not to become, you know, profitable. It's not. It's not even really to become like you know tax-free. <laughs> right. You know, you know, I mean, we have that under the, the laws of this country right now, but, you know, that that's, it's just not a business venture. Yeah. It, yep. it, it has the purpose to seek and save the lost. Yes. To edify the saints, to take care of the needy saints. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and that's it. Yes. And, um, and so, yeah, we can make that, we can definitely make that, uh, uh, connect the dots there. Yeah. And, and it absolutely applies to how God thinks about the uh, the the place and, and you know that he places his people yes you know and and in this time it was it was the temple and this it, now it's in the church and it's again more than brick and mortar it's yeah and, and the, the big lesson here is is they weren't supposed to be doing this right. You know, the, the, the temple, there were all kinds of rules about what could go on in different courts of the temple. And they but had... I, but, but what could it hurt? Right, well, that's <laughs> the way a lot of things are. Exactly. Right, so, you know, they're, they're doing things that were against God's law. That's, you know, I guess that's the major lesson here. Yeah. You know, um, so the scribes and the chief priests were really upset about this and I always think about this. It says that Jesus, he came in there and he overturned the tables. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, we always think about Jesus as meek and mild, but he sounds like he's a little riled up here. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, but, you know, we have to keep in mind that Christ was without sin. Yeah. So it's not like he was going and roughing people up and, nope. you know, uh, beating people up. Yeah, over it, and that's that's often what we see depicted in television shows and movies. Yeah, but you know what? They left. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, because they, like you said, they they had to know that they weren't really supposed to be doing that. But but there again, you know, who knows what the what the rabbis were doing? Who knows what? Yeah, the, you know, that's my brother-in-law selling exactly. those doves, and maybe they were on the take. Yeah, you know who knows. I mean, it's it's human beings. Oh yeah, absolutely. So open up the playbook of what we see happening today. Yeah, and it's and, been going on then too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the scribes and chief priests they they thought how they might destroy him, for they feared him because the people were astonished at his teaching. So he's teaching, he's he's teaching such deep things mm-hmm. that people just can't believe it. And later on, we find out like when he when he talks to the scribes and Pharisees, you know, he, they talk about the re, about the resurrection with the with the Sadducees, and you know, and different things. But his teaching is so bulletproof; mm-hmm. they just don't know what to do. It's it's you right. know, they don't know how to respond to. It. Right, and he's it's the same thing that happens to us today when we find ourselves in a sin. Yes, you know, and, and they found themselves. In a sin, 
they, they found themselves in a, in, a, in a condition that was not, you know, they, they let these things happen, you know, around them. They, they were uh, fighting to keep something that, that was coming to an end, yep. and, and they, they were in sin in, in doing that. And so they're, they're resorting to the very same things that, you know, Cain did. Uh, back in the beginning, yeah. because because uh, they needed to cover up and protect themselves and their own pride, and it really shows the hardness of their hearts. Yeah, that uh, they really that that their their religion was their lifestyle, and it had really not much to do with God. And might there might there have been um, you know might might they have been involved in religion for the wrong reasons? Possibly, <laughs> you know, you and, know, and today we have people that look at the religious world and, and say, well, I have to wash my hands of this because it's just full of a bunch of hypocrites, you know, and, and we can see here that mankind has always had this tenuous relationship with, with yeah. the Lord and his people have often gone astray. Yeah. Read first and second Corinthians. Right. And, and, and it really brings to, to mind the scripture that tells us that, you know, many will come, but few, few, yes. few will enter. And, and so, yeah, when we, when we, I guess the message is don't get disheartened when you see people doing things that are against the scriptures. Study for yourself yeah. and do the right thing. Yeah, you seek, do the right thing. Seek out those people yeah. that are trying to do it right. Yeah. They're, they're out there. Let's, uh, generally, you read 20 through uh, 24 and we'll finish this up. Okay. Uh, in verse 20, Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Okay. So, I mean, that's basically, this whole thing with the fig tree was to teach this idea about having faith. Mm -hmm. And uh, are these things in here, do you think they're literal or figurative? Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I lean more towards the literal. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess we want to qualify that with the rest of the context of Scripture. We're, we're never told to pray for our heart's desires, you know. Right. You know, after we hit the pause button, you know, are we going to get down on our knees and pray for new cars and new houses and trucks and, and stuff like that. You know, that's not the, that's not the purpose, you know. In order for a prayer to Christ, be answered, it has to be in alignment with God. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, we even see that in, um, when he was telling, when Christ was telling the disciples, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And, and when you look at the language of that, it is that it will have been bound because they're acting under the authority of the will of the, Father, it's already been done. It's already been said. They're speaking from the from the well of you know the spirit that is giving them the words in order to uh, 
to establish these things. And the same thing, when we, when we have our faith, you know, whatever we're going to ask for, yeah. whatever we're going to pray for, is just by virtue of us being those that are disciples of Christ, yeah. of the Lord, that we will be asking for things that are in alignment with His will. And any of those things, you know, they're absolutely going to come true. So that's literal. Um, yeah. Do we have a spiritual reason to move a mountain today? Uh, no. <laughs> and that, see, and I think that when he talks about moving the mountain, I think a lot of that is figurative. Yeah. You know, the idea is, is that don't be afraid to ask for some great thing. Yeah. Have faith. Ask, you know. And, and here's where my mind goes, that, you know, if if moving a mountain from here to there was going to help in the furtherance of the gospel, I think we could ask for well, it and it yeah. would be done. Yes. You know? yeah. But but yeah, so so yeah, it's in my brain, and maybe I'm confusing things, and if I confuse you, I'm sorry. Um, it's it's literal and figurative. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. It's uh, it's 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 not an easily yes, it's can't... not a yes no right. right. <laughs> well, John, we better stop there while we're all right. <laughs> well, thank you for joining in. And uh, we hope that you've uh, found this to be helpful. And uh, if you're stuck with us this long, thank you. And uh, come join us again next time. We'll see you later. Also, mash the button, like, subscribe, whatever.